1: Welcome, everybody, to the first annual Horns 24-7 Specific Things Draft. I am your host, Hudson Standish, and I am joined by the general manager of the Mike Roach, Buffalo Bills, just in Northwest Texans, or are we still technically going to roll with the North Crowley Panthers?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, boy, I'm in flux right now, so it's hard to say um i will say i'm excited about this this is an idea that you have been talking to me about for as long as you've been hired over here um you have been excited about this idea and i will say like not just to the point of being like hey i would like to do this like you were manifesting it early going like we're going to do a specific things draft and this is what's going to be on it so Um, We kind of went over the guidelines the other day. I'm excited to to get into it and have my first experience doing it.
1: In the first order of business, uh, unfortunately, everybody, Winston has been compromised to a permanent end. Winston will not be allowed to mess up uh, the show, even though I did enjoy him acting as an agent of chaos on last week's edition of the State of Recruiting. Um, Athena's here with me, my dog, so hopefully she won't act up. Now, I'm sure that most people – Okay, what is a specific things draft? What, what exactly are you talking about, Hudson? Here's the plan similar to popular podcasts like the Solid Verbal, a great college football show, and the Total Talk Soccer Show, one of my favorite soccer podcasts, they have differing it bits and they call it their own things. And we are going to roll with a specific things draft a la. We are going to pick ten unique things that we believe will happen for the Texas Longhorns on the team side and the recruiting side, and we will do a recap show to grade our draft in December after Texas's final game of the season. For example, a normal priest prediction, something like. The be improved over last year. The specific prediction be that Demovian Ovechkin is going to get eight and a half sacks as an edge, and Jalen Ford is going to be a all conference liner. So instead of kind of broad strokes, we're going to dive a little bit deeper and from uh, some sources that I've been talking to actually in the Roach household who got a look at your draft board. I know that both of us have a couple of funnier picks uh, that will cash during the season as well. And as fans, we're going to have a graphic. We're going to put up a post on the board. It's going to be partially on y'all to help score us for us, help us uh, score this during the season. So if you see one of our picks happen in real time, you need to be tagging me and Mike like, hey, round six pick just cash during the, you know, Texas versus TCU game. So, uh, Mike, are you pretty comfortable with the rules?
0: I think so. I'm I'm ready to go. How do we uh, what's the draft order here? And is this uh, are we doing a snake draft? How's, how does this go?
1: Yeah, we'll roll with the snake draft 10 rounds. So 20 picks a pretty easy snake since it's just two people. Mike, do you want heads or tails?
0: Uh, I'm I'm a tails never fails guy.
1: So, all right, we are on audio only, so it is Scout's honor, and it is tails. Okay, Mike. So, do you want first pick? Do you want me to pick first? You, your choice.
0: I think I'll take. Uh, you know what? I'll take. Uh, I'll take second pick. I, I'd like the back to back. Ooh.
1: You Yeah, you want the back-to-backs. Okay, well, with the first ever pick of the uh, specific things draft, Hudson Standish selects an announcer messes up the details or timeline of the Arch Manning recruitment during a game. So a little background on this pick. A bunch of national college football analysts have already messed up the details and timeline. Uh, Stuart Mandel had a pretty famous gaffe on the day of his commitment where he was already fast forwarding to loser leaves town between him and Quinn Ewers, which was pretty ridiculous. My specific thing there are going to be a lot of Arch Manning talk from a lot of people who did not cover the <laughs> recruitment at all. There's going to be a pretty significant detail or timeline mishap during a game. Um, I I wanted to go even more specific and say that Alabama game, but just across the somebody's going to mess up a pretty part of the Arch Manning recruitment, whether it's a, like we said, timeline detail, a story with Peyton and Eli, or acting like they're the ones who made the call. That's my first pick.
0: Okay, and this is, is that strictly... Since we're getting specific here, is that strictly an announcer on a game, or does that extend to, like, I don't know, if they talk about it on College Game Day or something?
1: No, it is specifically, and I did make sure to say an an announcer during the game, it is specifically during the two and a half to three and a half hours that they are in the booth talking about the game, because if we did it to just any college football analyst, like that'd be easy cashing points, but no during a game, there's going to be a detail or a timeline thing of the arch manning recruitment. That's just completely messed up. Uh, Yeah.
0: Okay. I like that one. Um, I've got my easy one. One is still on the board that I slotted. Uh, on my own personal board. And that is the whenever Quinn Yours makes his first start, whether that be against Louisiana Monroe or whoever it is, um, we're going to see the baby photo of, of Quinn in the Texas uniform. That's We're good, going man. to hear about how Quinn uh, grew up wanting to go to Texas. I could even throw out like maybe a half bonus point in of somebody's going to screw up details on that timeline. And, and everything that went through, but we're gonna get the whole ESPN experience basically of, of Quinn Ewers and you know he was born to play here.
1: It is such a good pick because it essentially is following the Sam Ellinger model, but you you get the added bonus of and then he went to Ohio State and he didn't play a senior year, and oh, here's him in the as, as a baby in the Texas. That's a good pick. I would almost I don't think that messing up the details is a half point. I think that's easy. I'll give you a half point if they do the classic announcer thing where they're like, yeah, he's from the small town of Southlake, Texas.
0: Yeah, or they even like this is just a regional thing that gets me, call it like the Dallas suburb of Southlake, even though it's uh, a Tarrant County. Uh, It's more on the Fort Worth side of DFW, but that's just me.
1: Mike, it's a really good pick. What what do you have next?
0: I'm looking at a couple of possible selections here. I'm going to go with um, <laughs> literally like uh, I, I I think the first – I'll call it like the first defensive mistake they make. It could literally be like the first seven-yard gain the defense gives up. Um, <laughs> I could see the – the message board calling for PK to be on the hot seat and asking about how soon before Ger- Gary Patterson takes over.
1: This one is going to be hard to score, but it is so funny. Basically, es- essentially, Louisiana Monroe gets a first down, mm-hmm. and it is okay. So when's Gary Patterson taking over? Just, yeah. Okay, that's a good pick.
0: Or, like, you know, they go right down the field and kick a field goal to open the game or something. You know, and it's like... Yeah, we still can't tackle anybody. Yeah, this stinks. When when is it Gary Patterson's time?
1: Yeah, and and that one, too. That one can heat up, like, at the UTSA game or West Virginia. I think that people will give some slack against Alabama. Maybe I'm being too kind. I do think people are going to be able to give slack against Alabama, and I don't see them struggling too much against Louisiana Monroe. But... Yeah, I mean, that one makes sense, and I think it's specific enough, too. I almost want to say that I don't want to credit it unless we get the Gary Patterson combo move in it, because that's a, that's a really good pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they just go hand-in-hand hand with each other. Like, Because the question is, well, you know, they got Gary Patterson. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that they go hand-in-hand hand for sure.
1: Mike? My- Really good first two picks, snaking around to me for the fourth pick of the Specific Things draft. And I'm going to take, I think, probably one of the best value picks. I'm really happy it made it this far. And the pick is, I mean, this was the team that lost to Kansas last year after any sign of progress. yeah. And I'm going to say bonus half point if there is a – well, you still can't beat Kansas, haha. Comment in the replies for the first final score post of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean that feels like an absolute steal. Uh, just just thinking about it, uh, it like it'll be um, you know it, it could be something as simple as like a ten point halftime lead against UTSA, and it'll be like, well, you know they can't take anything for granted. They lost to Kansas. Um,
1: and it plays both ways. You, it's it's a negative and a positive. If Texas is if Texas beats Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout, it's I mean Steve Sarkeesian, look at what he's done. I mean this is a team that lost to Kansas last year,
0: right? Even though they almost beat Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout last year,
1: exactly.
0: The, that that so, context will not be taken into effect. Not well, at all. It, it's a good one. It's a really good one.
1: Okay, you had a Quinn Ewers pick. I am going to kind of riff off it. And with the fifth selection and the specific things draft, I'm going to take Quinn Ewers is going to throw an interception and the announcer will immediately say, you live with those mistakes because of his big playability. And he's a young quarterback still trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Well, you're really cooking in this round. You're going with two like kind of classic uh, tropes that just can't you almost... hear
1: Greg McElroy just saying that? Like,
0: yeah, you can. Man, maybe we should. God, I, I wish maybe we even add on something about Greg McElroy talking about, um, you know, his own South like experience.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, how did I every... not think about that? <laughs>
1: okay, so for both of our Quinn Ewers picks, if Greg McElroy McElroy starts off with guy not even starts off if he just gives a good well I've known about this kid forever because I'm from south like we each get half of a point and fans please score it as such half of a point each yeah I'm gonna know. be listen when we get the announcer assignments I am going to be salivating if he's on the call just waiting for that to happen
0: right or something along the lines of like I understand the pressure he, he <laughs>
1: Ooh, I understand the pressure is so good. That that might be word for word.
0: Yeah. God, that feels good. Okay, yeah. so that's your, that's your second of the back-to-back?
1: Exactly. So you have two picks, my friend.
0: Okay, I'm going uh, in this NIL world we live in. I'm going with Bijan Lamborghini talk. There will be mention of his Lamborghini, possibly pictures uh, from social media, but it will always be bookended by... But what a good kid he is, you know, what a good, what a good, uh, you know, they say he's an even better, uh, person than player, uh, on and off the field, something like that. I think, I,
1: I think you're absolutely right. So for scoring, you've got to have both, but again, that's almost just a given that is going to be third quarter coming out of the second commercial break when Texas has the ball, like just done yeah in one of those ones too where the play-by-play guy teased it up for the color commentator where it's the play-by-play guy going oh yeah he has a lamborghini isn't this cool nil nil and then the color guy goes yeah but you know i was talking to i was talking to steve sarkeesian i was talking to Herb hand and you know really they just wanted to say what a great teammate would,
0: he is why would he be talking to Herb Hand?
1: uh hey minus uh, minus a half point for bringing up herb hand he was on the mind actually because i was thinking about i was thinking about um the 2019 recruiting class so apologies to kyle flood a i'll, I'll say it a much better coach
0: yeah um okay and then my my back end of this pick um i'm gonna go with like after the first loss uh the like how quickly does the thread pop up that asks us how this affects arch and his case. i'm
1: devastated that was i was going to pick that next
0: just a ton of value there i mean
1: oh I, that is it,
0: it feels like ugh. such a sure thing like uh now this is what's funny too is like will this exercise dictate the way people post on our board cuz now they know i'm looking for that
1: to score here's the here's the bad part. There are going to be a couple of people, not a couple, there, there are a decent amount of people on the board that don't listen to the podcast. Obviously, not everybody's fa- favorite media consumption, but it definitely will help us police it to where when the first thread like this shows up, there are going to be a lot of a lot of our boys and ladies uh, that are <laughs> allies to us going, oh my God, Mike cashed, yeah. Mike cashed points. And so yeah. that'll make it easier than the normal dogpiling of like, hey, you're a moron.
0: To be honest, um, you have, like, you you really nailed your last round, like, those are two insane picks. I feel like the pick I just made is the highest floor pick of this draft. This,
1: and what stinks, too, it is specific enough to be a pick, but I know it's going to happen. And guess what? If it doesn't happen on our board, it is 100% going to be a tweet that's tweeted to one of us that we have to score. Yeah, so absolutely really good selection. So Mike you have made 4 picks. I have made 3 with the 8th pick of the <laughs> with the 8th pick of the specific things draft. Hopefully the first of many specific things drafts. Team Hudson selects. Texas sends out a new 2024 offer before the Red River shootout. Now this is not as funny or lighthearted of a pick. This is actually something that I think maybe will happen. Definitely not a sure thing, but something we've talked about on the State of Recruiting and basically all of our articles is that the puzzle is almost fully together for the Texas 2023 class. And when you're starting to look at the next possible questions, what really needs to be answered, that's the biggest thing. I do think that having the twenty twenty three class almost completely done is going to allow Steve Sarkeesian and AJ Will Milwee to look at this twenty twenty four group and find a guy to target. At seemingly, um, since Julian Sainz trending to Georgia after Archer Manning's commitment, and the guy that they were going to go after fully, um, Dylan Rayola ended up committing to Ohio State.
0: Yeah, no, I like that one. I think I think that's actually a really good. Uh, super good timeline because you want that guy offered and I think you know I think Sark would ideally like that guy wrapped up in the spring Um, so you've got to start making some moves there Um, okay
1: so So back to me I believe I believe I have one more since we're snaking it okay my bad totally good and there's a decent chance This is on your board because you mentioned him earlier, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. Mike, with the ninth pick of the draft, with my fifth selection marking the halfway point for my team, I'm taking over two and a half Gary Patterson anecdotes, features, song uh, cut-ins, or quotes by the end of the first half against TCU, and bonus half points if we have a CDC reference that's like, hey, Chris Del Conte, He was the TCU athletic director. He brought Gary Patterson here. How neat. God,
0: if I have to listen to you cash while hearing the sounds of take a step
1: back, um, I just, I don't know. Or maybe he releases a new song. He's got a little bit more time on his hands.
0: Yeah, I I do know he was working on something new um, recently. Scoop. Uh, that, That got out there, so. Um, yeah, we're going to have to hear it. Um, if, if coach Patterson's listening to this, first of all, how are you? Second of all, um, you know, we're not that averse to you, the person just really the music.
1: Yeah. Gary Patterson, one of the best, uh, resumes and coaching careers in the state of Texas. Absolute legend. Uh, kind of one of the pioneers of the defensive, uh, you know, I guess revolution that we've kind of seen going to a lot of five defensive back sets and everything else. Absolutely amazing. But, uh, I, I no pulling punches on the music, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, Hey, everybody needs to have hobbies. Mike, since I'm at the halfway point, let's take a little bit of a break to hear from our sponsors. And we're back to the first annual specific things Texas football draft with your Horns 24-7 uh, analyst, Hudson Sandish and Mike Roach. Mike, your fifth pick coming up. This is the 10th pick of the draft, marking, I guess, the official halfway point.
0: Yeah, I'm already going to say that like next year when we do this, we need to expand. We need to have more of a round table. It's fun, just you and I, but like I think if we could get – Maybe, you know, our friends who maybe Kieran, maybe Steven in here, the guys that do talking Texas stuff with you. We could have a good, good old time with like four of us.
1: Absolutely. I mean, hey, maybe uh, I don't know if he would enjoy this bit. Probably not because it's a little goofy, but oh, oh, a guy Frazier's on mine. So maybe, uh, you know, get Uncle Fraz in the mix.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. He's uh, we love guy, but he's very literal. So, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh,
0: you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, okay. I'm going to do what is known in the fantasy football world or the fantasy sports world of handcuffing my no. next two picks because I feel like they're kind of related. Um, so, I'm going to kind of just make them at the same time here. My, net, my first one is Texas takes a three nothing lead against Alabama, and we get a billion Texas's back tweets, memes, whatever. Like, that feels extremely
1: high floor as well. Can I ask a question? Sure. Is the intended recipient of this the, like, snarky national media types who just know that that gets engagement?
0: Like, Yes. It's not – nobody – like, I I am not aiming at, like, the people who are like, oh, this is good for Texas. Like, good job. It it is 100% the people who are like, LOL, Texas is back. Um, They're
1: going to think that because
0: they just kicked the field roll.
1: And it's just an easy like, oh, I'm trying to get numbers on the tweet,
0: right? Um, like, feels like Dan Wolken and maybe yep. like Ari Wasserman are like prime, prime contenders for this.
1: Absolutely, uh, random, random barstool uh, other college accounts. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like you know,
1: there's always one weird one where it's like, wait, why is the Coastal Carolina barstool account going at Tech? Like, what?
0: Right, exactly. I could also. I feel like there's also like a Texas has an embarrassing play and it's like video with Texas back, but that feels like going too much. So I'm just gonna stick to this. I'm gonna stick to I Texas like does something good against Alabama, and that's like the immediate reaction. Yep. Um, okay, and I'm handcuffing this pick of snarky tweets with when Texas leads uh, like Louisiana Monroe by 40 or 45 going into the fourth. We are for sure after last year going to get somebody and I will say I'm handicapping the odds to be our good friend. And and, uh, he is my good friend, Danny Davis of the Austin American Statesman to tweet something about not blowing a lead going into uh, going into the final, the fourth quarter when it's very clear they're not going to, or, you know, uh, just winning a game and Oh, wow. They didn't blow
1: that lead. Mike, that's such a good pick. And that's, absolutely going to happen and like you said I like you kind of mentioned this one is definitely more geared towards Texas media slash even Texas fans but that's absolutely happening no matter what the score is you know late third quarter early fourth quarter against Louisiana Monroe there's definitely going to be a uh I hope they don't blow this lead
0: yeah exactly all right so yeah I'm going to handcuff those together I think they're I think they're kind of one in the same almost. Two sides of a different core or two sides of the same core.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're they're great picks to be honest. Mike, you've made six picks. This will be the twelfth pick of the specific things draft. I'm gonna go a little bit more serious. Texas is going to have two players make the midseason cutoff for the Bolitnikov. If you don't think that is specific enough, I can add a tie-in. Okay. The tie-in is we are going to get a graphic. I it won't it will not be done by us. It might be done by a Texas fan that has, um, let's say, at least like 2,000 followers, or a PFF college type that is comparing Xavier Worthy, Isaiah Nayor, and a wide receiver three to be determined. More than likely, Jordan Whittington, and I'd say oh, either a Jai yeah. Hall. They're going to compare them and put them side by side with the legendary Stark unit out at Alabama that had Jerry, Judy, Henry, Ruggs, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle.
0: So it might be say... a numbers.
1: It might be a numbers play. It might be sincere, depending on how good this unit is, because they could be really good. But we're going to see that graphic around the midway point of the season. In addition to two of them legitimately being on the Belikov mid-season watch list.
0: Let me say, off the bat, I think. I think there's like a good chance this happens, but I also think there's a good chance you could, you could go over on this one. Like I just, Absolutely. unless, unless this, uh, and you know, I kind of like, if some maybe somebody hears this and they decide to do it and that's all fair, you know, but, um, man, yeah, I, I feel like this is such a boomer bust. Like, cause it, you can look at it and I can almost see the graphic in my head. Like, I, yep. it's, it's that likely, but it's also like, you know, somebody might grab themselves and be like, "Okay, of course this isn't Jalen Waddle, and
1: <laughs> of course Montes. this isn't four first rounders." <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh, I like
1: it. I like it. And that's to me, that's what the uh, specific things draft is all about in the later rounds. Is hey, taking some real risk that way. If they cash, it's a uh, victory lap city. Yeah. So, obviously, snake drafts. We're going a lot of back to backs with the thirteenth pick. I mentioned it. Uh, we uh, full disclosure: we recorded the uh, state of recruiting before uh, this episode of the specific things draft, and so I ended up teasing this pick. And I genuinely think it might not be specific enough, but it made the green light, so I'm gonna take it. And I literally, you'll hear it a day from now on the state of recruiting. Brendan Marion and Tashard Choice's addition to the staff brought a different energy and much needed juice
0: yeah whether that be written story or set on tv i think it's fair it's fair that that's like an early storyline
1: and the unfair part is i especially say this all the time so it's almost making fun of we're, myself because we're it's doing some insider cliche. trading for sure exactly exactly but at the same time that point is just going to get hammered home Especially because, you know, Cedric Baxter is uh, committing tonight uh, when we record this on Wednesday, and you'll be listening to this on Thursday. Tashar Choice is going to end up with Cedric Baxter, and Brennan Marion has a elite wide receiver group. So it's going to be on the field play and recruiting that kind of really put them both on the national stage when Texas is having success.
0: You actually might want to go ahead and just cash it because I think I wrote basically an article following the Cedric Baxter commitment about how Tishard Choice and Brendan Marion are just adding something new to this recruiting staff.
1: You Um, know what, fans, actually, in in the comments when we post this on the board or uh, in our DMs, if this isn't a fair pick, I'll replace it.
0: Yeah, we've got others, I'm sure. There's a lot of other things that we can go to is it my turn
1: it is your turn and this is the second to last um batch of picks for you so you are gonna pick your seventh and eighth
0: okay this one's a kind of a personal favorite thought of mine and it's just going i'm going away from texas on this one we're going national um I can't wait until, like, USC loses a game. I, I was going to say a game they're not supposed to, but it'll be literally the first, whatever the first loss, first loss. Of the Lincoln-Riley era is. And you know, like, how I'm I'm obsessed with, like, the way social media has evolved with covering teams. Because it, it's, it's always weird to me, like, I'm a Bills fan, right, or I'm a Stars fan. And when I see those accounts are like, oh, we're down by a touchdown. And it's weird to me by them saying, like, we're or, like, You know, they may just, if it's a 50 point loss, they'll just like post the score and like back at it again next week. And then the the ratio that is coming for them from Oklahoma fans. So much so that I want, I'm going to put a stipulation in here. I want a bonus point or half point if the account is forced to turn off its replies.
1: Ooh, that's really good. So to be clear, the U.S. team, team official account. After a loss gets ratioed by Oklahoma fans and turns off the replies it would be the bonus point. Correct. Okay. I just
0: yeah. think the- I, I I think and I, I think you could even go hand in hand and say like the next week when Oklahoma loses someone they're not supposed to, <laughs> you know, the the battle will come back. It'll just be revenge killings back and forth between those two tribes. Uh for basically most of the season. But yeah, the official pick pick is just uh, Oklahoma fans ratio in the USC
1: account after the loss. And here's my question. Are we going to play it true ratio of Oklahoma fans replies outnumber USC total likes? Because I think that's that's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know how you want to quantify. Or are you
1: going to loosely grade it of like, hey dude, they had over a thousand replies to this tweet. So
0: Yeah, I think that's probably I mean you could tell what it's like.
1: Cause it would be funny if you were having to if you needed the points USC didn't lose until November you needed the points and you were like hey I'm ratioing them too yeah like I'm, I'm trying bum. to rally the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah just I'm posting to get on our Oklahoma site like this yeah uh, like
1: hey that, uh, make fun
0: C-D-O-W, of me. am I right yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay um so that that'll be my front end pick I like that. Here's one that's more personal to me. Okay. And we talk about this all the time is like people people think every time I tweet it's recruiting related, and that's just not the case. I mean it's probably eighty-five percent of the time it is, but like I also like hockey a lot, so I tweet during hockey games. Um and what makes me happy the most, makes me smile is like I'll tweet, you know, the stars will do something stupid and I'll tweet some like gif about how I'm in misery or something. Yeah, or something how like your
1: that. brain is melting.
0: Yeah, and people always think it's, oh, something must have happened behind the scenes. Somebody's decommitting or whatever. Yep. So I'm going to say, like, I'm going to even trivialize that more. And I'm going to say a disappointed, like, I- I'd send out a disappointed tweet after the Stars give up, like, a preseason goal. And that panics Texas fans over the Archman Manning commitment status.
1: Honestly, because you've been so specific, I say we go any commitment status, whatever is the yeah. hot topic at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, we could do any any commitment. I just think that like as soon as hockey starts, I'm going to watch it and tweet about it. <laughs> if somebody will misinterpret
1: it. The first time the stars give up a power play and somebody and somebody scores, it is immediately um, <laughs> immediately. Mike and just, you know, given some, given some explicatives out on Twitter and people been saying, Oh, is Marcus deal? Okay.
0: Yeah. Or like it may not even, I'm kind of a lunatic with hockey. So like, it could just be like the stars did not generate any good chances on the power play and I'm losing it.
1: I love that for, for the eighth pick that is ridiculously specific and has an actual, I mean, has an actual
0: way to cash. And now Man. I'm going to be like more motivated to tweet during stars preseason games and, um, you know, see what I can do. And I'm not going to like make it, I'm not going to try to make it into something that's not like I will live tweet a game. Um, you know, the way I would anything, but I will just kind of see what happens. I guess if you're listening to this and you see me tweeting crazy things, check the star schedule and see if they're on that night.
1: <laughs> I love, I love that. All right, Mike, I believe that was your, um, Let's see. That was your eighth was pick.
0: My eighth pick. Yes. So it's a okay. So
1: I have final, I have my eight and nine picks and then okay. you'll finish it off and then I'll have my final pick. Okay. So for my eighth pick, we are going to go, this is something that gets us tickled behind the scenes. And I think you'll find this one pretty funny. Crystal Conte spends the moments following Texas's <laughs> biggest win of the year <laughs> responding to trivial complaints from fans.
0: Yes, like, they, like, let's just say the impossible happens to us and they beat Alabama, and then, like, you look on Twitter and Del Conte's, like, answering for why they ran out of popcorn in Section 8. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it literally is. Or, like, hey, I didn't show up until, I'm a freshman, I didn't show up until five minutes before kickoff, and I couldn't get to my seat. What's the deal with that? And he's, like, being patient, responding to them, even though, you know texas yeah. just finally uh you know beat oklahoma or beat oklahoma state
0: austin's burning down because they beat alabama and he's answering about like why the bathroom wives for so long
1: yeah but yeah boosters are like chris you did it you've you, you, you direct time contract yeah. <laughs> back-to-back director's cups Football's on the right path, and he's just like, "Listen, I'm sorry that uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that your seat back wasn't there in time. Like something happened. Yeah. oh what a man. Oh boy, what a what a great late round pick that is. With the ninth pick. So the way that things are trending, am sorry, not with the ninth pick, but my ninth pick. I believe in total, this will be the 17th overall pick that would make the sense. way that the way that the quarterback battle is kind of going behind the scenes. Personally, uh, people have told me since the spring, they do expect when Ewers to eventually win the job, we've kind of not prefaced because a lot of times the, the over prefacing of, Oh, it's anybody's battle can be kind of annoying when you're just trying to listen to a podcast. We're all, we all kind of understand the direction that it's going with, of course, the caveat that it's not over and that Hudson card definitely could win the job. But, Working under the assumption that Quinn Ewers does beat out Hudson Card for the job, here is my ninth pick personally. Hudson Card is going to get his Chance Mock slash Shane Bouchelle moment and lead Texas to victory in a close game after starting off on the bench. Mm. And so Chance Mock obviously had that Texas Tech game where he comes in and rallies the horns to a win. And Shane Bouchelle, of course, had that Baylor game at home where it was, yeah. it was a pretty close game, and Sam Ellinger gets hurt, and Bouchelle, before he grad transfers, you know, gets Texas a victory in a much needed spot, and so that is my ninth round. I mean, uh, my personal ninth pick.
0: Okay, that's a good one.
1: And you get to finish off your picks
0: man there's so much more i want to talk about i almost wish we could go like 15 rounds here but i guess we'll do maybe we could talk about some ideas honorable mentions some honorable mentions okay all right here's one um there's going to be a recruiting decision made that a recruit is going to ask people to respect his decision that decision will not be respected by the
1: fans absolutely (laughs) mind blowing pick (laughs) My, it's just I no way it happens. happens. <laughs> There's just no way. I mean, college football fan, recruiting fans. Oh yeah. man, you know what? I almost want to tie in with that pick. Is a player that is w- over one hundred percent committed. So they're either you know one hundred and one percent committed to yeah. ten thousand percent committed. They don't sign with that school that they're over hundred percent committed. to. They've made a forty-year decision um, that, that lasts maybe four months yeah yeah god that's that's a good that's a handcuff
0: right there for it um yeah i love that so much
1: and and it's great too because obviously uh there will be uh we have like awesome fans i i genuinely do really love the people that stay in constant contact with us about the show and i know that there's going to be probably a half dozen to maybe a couple dozen people that are like hey uh, this this recruit's decision wasn't respected. I think we can score it. It's yeah. like, yeah, that that one cashed in maybe forty five minutes. Win to Mike.
0: Um, here I'm gonna <laughs> go for my last. Uh, you know what? No, my last pick. I'm gonna go with this. It's been weird last couple of years. I can't remember the last. When's the last time? Do you know off the top of your head? Texas is at college game day in town.
1: Uh, LSU, right? So LSU.
0: That's what I was thinking. They haven't given them much reason. And the last couple of times they played OU's feels like it's been on Fox. I, I'm i going to say college game day is at the Red River shootout this year.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: And and I want bonus if, if Corso picks Texas.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was literally going to say if Lee Corso picks Texas, you get a half point bonus. Ooh, that's really fun. I'm trying yeah. to think Oklahoma's only obstacle would be Nebraska before that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't. I don't have their schedule in front of me. I'd have to look it up.
1: But I, I was about, I mean, normally the Big Twelve does try to schedule it to where they're not playing Oklahoma State or you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're not going to play anybody. They might play like I think in recent years they have played like Iowa State. TCU or, or yeah or TCU, which is I mean it's it's cost them a couple times.
1: <laughs> it's uh, true truth but
0: yeah yeah i don't think they're they're getting into the meat of the schedule yet at that
1: point i love that as the final pick i mean i would
0: have loved college game day for the alabama game that feels easy but
1: like but with with fox at noon
0: right with it being a fox game for a reason you know that's uh and you know maybe if texas was better if they were a better program it would be an automatic regardless of who was broadcast for sure Uh, But maybe they go somewhere else that week.
1: Yeah. And and just a slight mini tangent. It does kind of stink that we're kind of rolling into this big, um, I don't know, kind of TV networks controlling college football landscape where Disney, Fox, and uh, I'd probably say CBS 3rd are kind of all dictating stuff to where it's like, oh, yeah, well, College Game Day won't be here because it's like, I, I just wish that it would go back to just whatever's the best game you know college game day deserves to be there because it's such a you know important fabric especially for me when i was growing up of college football but we could also do like four podcasts on complaining about college football direction stuff
0: it just it's one of those things where it doesn't feel like a big game unless college game day's there
1: yeah Oh, man. I can't. I, I will say that I vividly remember my first college game day experience when Chase Daniel in Missouri came. I, or it, I think it was Chase Daniel. It might have been Blaine Gabbert. Cannot remember. I was a child. But Missouri came to town. Texas had college game day. Yep. And I was there with both of my sisters who were on campus and we were at college game day. I was so pumped. It felt I'd been to big Texas games. We had had season tickets since I was in kindergarten, but that one just felt different. And Texas just went out and absolutely smoked Missouri. One of, one of my favorite experiences ever um, going to a Texas game.
0: I was also at that game. Um, Hell yeah. For, for me, as loud as I've ever heard the stadium. Was... I
1: was going to say that, but I was a kid, so I don't... You know, when you're a kid, you kind well, you they don't were number have number one. Remember yeah. they beaten
0: Oklahoma the week before and had been named number one going into that week, and it was the run of. I know a lot about this because I wrote a lot about this in the book, uh, "The Road to Texas: Incredible Twists mm-hmm. and Improvable Turns Along Long." Great plug. comes out on out October fourth. Please uh, pre-sale please. on Amazon. Uh, we talked a lot about it though because a lot of the guys I talked to were on that team, and it was like, okay, well, oh, you, you beat Oklahoma, well now you've got to face Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin and Mizzou. And then I remember they run a they they come out and run a reverse to Jeremy Macklin on the first play, and Roy Miller blows it up about ten yards in the backfield. And we talked to him in the book about this. And and I the stadium has never I've never heard it louder for games I've been at at least. Oh,
1: Mike, I I genuinely and obviously I'm so excited for football like all of the fans, but I just have chills even recounting that. I vividly remember Colt McCoy just raising his helmet to the crowd towards the end when it was just a complete blowout and the place just going bananas. It was, I was there for Notre Dame, obviously, as a college student, which was pretty loud, but something about that Missouri game is just special. Man.
0: Yeah. They were number one. I think that's what was big about it. So, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm out of picks. So let's hear what you got to finish us
1: off, Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, man. Here we go. You know what? I think I have had a decent amount of lighthearted or fun ones. I'm going to just give... I'm just going to give one that I truly do uh, believe in team-wise. And I can add a tie-in if you don't think it's specific enough. Jatavian Sanders will be a better blocker. That's going to be subjective grading. And objectively will have better receiving stats than any 2021 texas tight end he's going to be splitting reps with jaleel billingsley sanders will be at the y he'll be the inline guy billingsley will be more uh, split out and will play the h a lot of times will be in the backfield and move around i'm just really buying into jatavian sanders from what we've heard during the spring what we saw in the spring game and then continuing on to fall camp what we've heard
0: yeah I love it. Uh, I mean, I think we talked about it the other day, just kind of talking on the phone of like, what would be a great year for Jatavian Sanders? I mean, is it 300 yards? What did Cade Brewer have last year? 180-something, right? Yeah, so maybe maybe 300, 350, doubling that. I I mean, I think obviously that sounds low if you're just listening to it, but with all the
1: weapons they have. There's a lot of touches to go around.
0: Yeah, it feels like if Jatavian got three hundred and four or five touchdowns, that'd be a monster year for him at this point.
1: In addition to the fact that he's going to have to carry such a heavy load when it comes to blocking, like, I mean, he, he really will kind of dictate a lot of the point of attack stuff being attached to a tackle. Like if Kelvin banks ends up winning a job, You know, like Jatavian Sanders, a lot of times is going to be attached to him, and that's two young players having to double team and work to the second level together. So, big expectations for him after a little bit of a slow start to his college career, but also kind of proving that he is the special player we kind of thought he was, it didn't Ryan when he was just victimizing poor children with those one hand snags. Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, you want to.
1: that's the draft. You want to
0: get into some some uh, what's what's left on your board? I got one.
1: Absolutely. Uh, before we hit honorable mentions, though, let's just take our quick second break of the draft. We'll hear from our sponsors. We'll come back with honorable mention and you know some friendly grading of uh, each other's performances. Okay. All right, and we are back, wrapping up the <laughs> first annual. Hopefully. The fan reception is pretty good. Would love to hear some feedback, uh, you know, some constructive critiques, if there are any, because we'd love to do this next year. Mike, it's honestly been a ton of fun. I hope that for you it was worth all of the me bugging you about it.
0: Yeah, no, I I actually had a good time doing it. Um, I there's so many that, like, I wanted to get picked, and I, it was like, man, we're already on pick eight and uh
1: i've got i'm with you we need to bring somebody else in next year you're right about that
0: yeah i think we've got some easy candidates for that for Um,
1: sure and let's go to let's go to honorable mention and um you know i don't know part of me too is just so excited because it's almost like an extra thing to look forward to (laughs) during game days of if this happens people are just going to be pointing at the screen like leonardo dicaprio
0: Well, the the good thing is like – or I guess the fun thing for the listener is like if you hear an honorable mention, it's like, oh, Mike, maybe you should have picked this rather than college game day going to the Red River Shootout. This was – in retrospect, like this one. How about this one? How about uh, a Deshaun Jameson kick return being uh, called back for some sort of penalty?
1: Oh, no. That one – A a a touchdown. Cashed. Yeah. That one would have cashed so easily. I feel like there's maybe been seventeen different examples of that happening.
0: Yeah, and now I'm thinking of it and now I'm like, oh, that probably should have been my pick rather than like
1: I, I had a I had an honorable mention riff off of the uh Bijan Robinson um the Bijan Robinson Lamborghini talk that was this is what NIL was intended for, somebody that's like a great person, good on the field. Like the 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 specific phrase. This is what NIL was intended for, not bagging recruits, but somebody being good on the field and getting rewarded for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I should have picked that, but.
1: Um,
0: How about this one? Um, I mean, I think we can feel kind of safe with this almost based on what we've heard out of fall camp, but a freshman lineman, offensive lineman starts against uh, Louisiana Monroe.
1: That one would have cashed easily. That one was almost. That one was almost to the territory of hey, is that specific enough? Even though it feels crazy, uh, because it's so rare for a true freshman to start on the offensive line.
0: Yeah, and I mean I think Kelvin Banks, DJ Campbell, even Cole Hudson are all guys that could, could factor in right there.
1: There was a national one that um that piqued my interest. Uh Texas Tech winning more games than TCU. Yeah.
0: Um, I think like You could also say like at the end of the recruiting cycle, there's a good chance we get like a, oh, uh, like maybe even Texas Tech finishes ranked above TCU in recruiting, which, I mean, hasn't been super common, I don't think. Yeah,
1: or like even some crazy stuff. I mean, like uh, Texas Tech finished above Michigan. Like what? Yeah,
0: something like that. Something like that for sure. Um, Oh, man, this would have been an easy cash, too, because it just happens every year a mystery
1: recruit visitor for the Alabama. Oh, I'm pissed. I didn't think of that. I would have probably picked that for the third round. Somebody is going to, and you know what? It could even be us because at times, you know, sources or the staff specifically doesn't want it to be out there because maybe they're committed to another school, whatever the case may be, but there's, if there's not – if somebody doesn't report a mystery or surprise visitor for the Alabama game, I will be st- stunned.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I go back to the LSU game. Jackson Smith and Jigba was going to uh, visit that week and was basically, I was told by his family, like, if it goes well, I'm going to flip. And they just said, hey, just please keep it quiet. Like, you could say there's going to be somebody visiting, but just don't say who. That's what the family asked me. And so I did it, did it, did it, and they decided near the end. Just- not welcome, something like that uh, that crushes my heart
1: what else do we what else what else is bounced around your brain for specific things A 2024 commit happens before the end of the season yeah that feels easy um ooh. byron Murphy first interior defensive lineman sack of the year
0: I got the I got one I got one I love actually and I it's actually it's funny because I feel like I get more into the non-Texas themed ones, more the national ones, but, um, but uh, how about the Alabama A&M game? We've got a uh, like an embrace or a handshake on the field between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, and we're talking about how the, bl- the bad blood's gone, and we're going to review about what Saban said about him in the offseason, and and all those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a pretty safe pick too, of just like, listen, some social media managers are going to tell, tell their superiors like, Hey, I got some numbies on this one because it's, you know, just the eyes emoji with the sky cam of Nick and Jimbo talking. Yeah.
0: That, that one feels extremely easy.
1: Oh my yeah. God. I just, I just realized I missed, I missed like my fourth round pick. I, I overlooked my fourth round pick. Okay, what is it? Lack of an answer at kicker or punter shows up at the worst <laughs>
0: possible moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, I that can one. See that that one is so because a lot of ours were kind of skewing positive. Uh, that one was supposed to be like my fourth pick. You know what? If if the fans decide that the um, Tashard Choice Britton Marion selection isn't okay. I'm gonna I'll just say it. I'm subbing it for that one.
0: Okay. Um what oh, about so... what about um here's always one of my favorites, right? There's like a breakout recruit in the first couple of weeks of the season who has like some crazy performance. And invariably like a bunch of schools will offer and he'll have come from nowhere. And uh, we'll get questions every single day about, well, why is it Texas <laughs> in on this kid? And it will usually be at a position they're very clearly, like, full at. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I'll say some receiver from, like, East Texas will, goes for 300 yards in week three. And even though Texas has, like, their full class, let's just give them Jalen Hale in this scenario. For if sure. People are going to ask, like, why they're not running – ryan nibble it out of the group to make room for this kid
1: yeah yeah just just somebody that gets a bunch of buzz it, it's like hey this top 50 kid like who cares about him yeah just, just okay a new
0: fun toy
1: um I, okay i think i've i've two more honorable mention for sure this one is kind of cheating and i didn't think it was specific enough but I just quoted in announcer voice uh, DeMarvian Overshone is bringing something different off the edge for the Texas Longhorns. And the, the something different, of course, is that he's actually like a really good player compared to some of the other edges on the roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, even like if he doesn't, it's just, it's an easy storyline. It's, right? e- it's
1: an easy, like, hey, he's the Nissan Impact player of the game because they're asking a lot, of, a lot of them.
0: And he wears a lot of bands on his arm.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, that that should have been another one of just like somebody gets some easy clout for being like Deshaun Jameson, sixteen armbands today. Yeah. God. Yeah. That would have been good.
0: Um. How about um, this one? How about um? I'll go serious one with you. Like just a thing I think will happen. I uh, give me Isaiah uh, Naeur with better production in the first four games than Xavier Worthy, just because they're keying on Worthy so
1: much. Man, that's actually really interesting. Almost like. We know that Isaiah Naor has just been absolutely crushing it. He obviously had a really productive year at Wyoming, but they're going to show Xavier Worthy so much respect that Texas is just going to key in on those one-on-one matchups. Yeah, I think so. I, for the first four games, that that's a really sneaky good pick. And one, too, where I think that maybe people would i don't think scoff that because i think it's a good take but one of those ones to where that's hipstery enough to where it's not just saying you know um that uh, like xavier worthy or Bijan robinson or did marvie overshone are going to be good like that that's that's awesome i like that um here's one that we're going to have to deal with and will probably cause us some unneeded anxiety Recruit will clear their profile of photos, bio, info, uh, commitment status, causing panic, but ultimately nothing will happen.
0: Yeah. You know, you say ultimately nothing will happen, and I laugh at the amount of times I've had to refute the things. But when I go back in my mind, the only ones I can think of are the ones where something certainly did happen. Like,
1: Well, Bravion Rogers is on my mind for ultimately something did happen because he cleared his uh, – he did that exact same thing and um, he immediately decommitted from AM and that recruitment's opened back up. I do remember a couple of times where stuff has happened. I remember uh, Adelia Day Away was one
0: Yeah, where and I, it felt I like say- every other week. Yeah, I want to say Malik Murphy did it last year. He um, did. That's right. People out like the one that keeps coming to my head is Billy Bowman. And I remember calling Billy when it it happened and Billy's like, no, I just changed my stuff up. And like, so nothing did happen at that time. And then like a month later, he committed. But yeah, it it was hard to correlate that to that. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Okay, here's one. I'm gonna go over five and a half Texas commits win state titles. That's nationwide, all, all commits, okay. all states. I was but just about go, to ask that. I'm gonna go under two and a half win Texas state titles.
1: Ooh, some sharp lines. And I so, would say
0: for the 23 class because yeah, obviously in true. 24, like I do think Alito Interfield and Alito both have yeah. chances to make state title runs and. That's where their commits
1: are from right now. So can I I'm try to can I try to name some? Sure. Okay. So I'm assuming uh, a pretty easy one is uh, Leona LeFau at Kahuku, who we talked about on the state of recruiting, which will drop tomorrow for people that are listening. To this, they should win a state title in Hawaii. Yeah, I've got Spencer Shannon at uh, modern day, which is going to be a tough one with St. John Bosco, but they're one of the best programs in the nation. Sadir Mitchell at Bergen Catholic in New Jersey, so those are three that are potential. Derek Williams could go back to back at uh, New Iberia Westgate. The sock boys of Malik Murphy, uh, uh, Malik Muhammad, and Billy Walton could go back to back and start the season at number one. Those would be, I'm assuming, why you've set the line at two and a half for in state.
0: Yeah. I like Jontae Cook and DeSoto could make a run, right? Absolutely. Um, Especially
1: if they go deep two, which, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are some some guys in the class that it's like, okay, maybe Melissa makes a run and Trevor Gooseby gets a ring. Yep. But I, for one, if Sock wins, you've got to count an automatic two. Yep. Um, For them. Whereas most others, you're counting one, I guess, unless DeSoto won and then you would have trey wisner and and yeah very true but um yeah i just i don't i think at the end of the year we'll we won't have that many commits to cover at the state title
1: i i think you're here's one more for you by the way uh how about mr arch manning silencing the haters and getting some revenge probably against lafayette christian academy who's a really fantastic school out in louisiana but what if he just gets to do the Joe Montana uh, ride off Sorry, John Elway. The back. Yeah, oh. the John Elway right into the sunset. His high school career gets finished. A lot of the trolls have to shut up. Or, you know, they'll just pivot to, well, uh, it wasn't that good anyway. Yeah. I would love so, to see it. A lot of options there. I like that as a I, – I, w- I think that's a selection-worthy pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. Do you um, uh did, do you have any other like national ones you really love? Like any out like away from Texas?
1: Um, one off the top of my head was that uh September, October, DJ Uyango life struggles and Cade Clubnet gets some action. Yeah yeah i I, it was just that one too was just almost too national like the tcu and tech one or the usc and oklahoma the usc oklahoma one still is making me laugh um those are at least tangential but that one i kind of couldn't piece together Uh, Um, i just
0: i like hope i hope it's to like oregon state or something and like i just look down i because like you know the first time usc's in trouble i'm going on social media to the to the thing and i just hope i look down at the bottom and it's like this this creator has turned off comments or whatever the, yeah whatever it says only people that fault that they follow or
1: whatever can comment Obviously, I think I know that you're not the biggest college basketball guy, but obviously during March Madness, I mean, shoot, last year during March Madness, we were doing a lot of content around Texas basketball, which was a lot of fun. But Auburn basketballs fans are by far the best at this tactic. And I almost I almost think that with them, you know, there's some vitriol and there's some trolling. But for the most part, it's just fun. It's more about our team. I genuinely think there are going to be. Like some pretty heinous things after that first USC loss um, that Oklahoma fans send USC's way and hopefully there are enough USC fans to return the favor when Oklahoma eventually loses
0: yeah like that's the thing is I mean you could see Oklahoma also dropping a game or two they're not supposed to and then like I said it's going to be mercy or uh, revenge killings just back and forth like, uh, like Sunni and Shiite like uh, just back and forth Uh, or like
1: or like um in a wrestling match when there's just like a chop off where everybody's just chopping the other guy
0: yeah basically that's yeah yeah exactly that's what's gonna be oh all right anything else hudson before we get out of here
1: oh you think well how do you think i I did in my first okay honestly i was yeah but i have one more honorable mention but i i think that both I think both teams are really good, and I kind of think it's going to be close.
0: Yeah i I feel like you went a little more risk reward in some picks, and um, but on the same token, I feel like there's a couple of my picks that are going to be a little obscure to score.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think there are. I think. I think there are enough for each of us to where it balances out. I'm very happy that it wasn't one of us misunderstood the assignment and was like uh i don't know kelvin banks plays good when he has to yeah like well, i'm um, glad that i'm glad that the assignment was understood and i think people will like this but uh
0: yeah like we weren't like uh texas goes uh seven and five
1: yeah exactly like yeah that's exactly what i'm talking yeah texas loses three conference games and it's like well you go okay okay uh any any different analysis and some of them were jokes but you know we did have some bits of true takes in there um one last one i'm gonna call this since it's honorable mention and it's not going out out on the graphic we put out or it's not gonna be in the article i'm gonna title this the Stuart mandel annual pick of national analyst slash announcer foolishly hypes up Arch Manning versus Quinn Ewers QB battle for next spring. So, yeah, that was one I was thinking about. But also, you know, there's no reason, like, Stu does a fairly decent job, all things considered. It's just, I was so, we were both so overworked that day on the way to state seven on seven that when he le- unleashed that take, it was just my brain melted.
0: Well, look, I think I've been clear about this. If you do not follow and track recruiting, for, you know, twenty-four hours a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year, I just don't respect your opinion on it as much as I respect other people who do. Like it's just there's a lot of nuance in it. Any spending ten minutes reading anything we had written about that recruitment would yep. have s- saved that take from going out. And it's just like no, nah, I'm just gonna blow through that stop sign and just do what I want, even though like it exactly makes like, sense. And so it's just, you know, it's it is the uh, maybe we uh, maybe it's because we always have a I think recruiting reporters have a bit of an inferiority complex because we get looked down upon a lot uh, by by the national media
1: for what we by the by the Medill grads.
0: Right. But at the same time, it's like when they come around looking for that recruiting cloud, it's like, oh, how wrong you are. we poured in hours and hours and hours of time. And I think that's exactly what aggravates me the most.
1: And it's not all to be clear. Obviously, guys like Sam Con, Max Souls, like there are Bruce Feldman, like there are a ton of people that give their you know credit or like just know what they're talking about. But uh, anybody that's making that take of the loser leaves town Quinn Ewers versus Arch Manning battle, uh, I will laugh at. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, right. is, does that do it? Are you any any last words? Any um. Anything you want to say to the fans about maybe judging your team a little bit different than mine?
0: Yeah, just make sure you guys are – we did this, I mean, primarily so we can laugh about some things, and hopefully you guys had a fun time listening to this. But, like, we do want you to save this graphic when it goes out on the site and on Twitter because, like, bring it with you on Saturdays and score what you hear, you know (laughs) I mean? When it's Alabama – a and m weekend if i don't get like a screenshot of jimbo of and, jimbo
1: <laughs> and, and saving shaking
0: hands and the the announcers talking about how the bad blood's behind them i you know th- that's what we want we want you guys to be able to interact with this so
1: exactly so w- one of the main goals for the peeling back the curtain for horns 24 7 since i've come up is like we do want to do a lot more interactive content with the fans whether that is doing a lot more Q and A's or like the podcast content. And so this was a way for us. And I will say this, I'm going to make sure to uh, bump the podcast thread of this throughout the season with uh, scores. So it's going to be live scoring and I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm excited to hear the feedback. And one more thing I'll say, if you had any specific things uh, of your own that you would have drafted When we do post it, uh, make sure in the comments to let us know because I'm kind of excited to hear what y'all will have. So for Mike Roach, uh, this is Hudson Standish, and that is the first ever Texas Longhorn specific things draft. Thanks, everybody.